Podcast in a, back. quite a busy cafe here at Cafe Vivo today. You can it hear is. a bit of uh, coffee cups and people talking, having a good time outside. A massive episode in studio today. In the Eagle Wave studio. Uh, looking forward to this one. We've got Uncle Charles Poliquin. Yes, uh, the pump. connoisseur of the podcast. Yes, he's been a, a good friend to the podcast yes. uh, since its inception. Yes. And we've got part one with yes. CP. And uh, when we spoke to Charles, straight off the top, we actually... Uh, you know, the magic of the podcast doesn't yes. all happen at once. No. Uh, and so we actually did pre-record this. Uh, yep. was when the actual Olympic well, Games were going on. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is with Charles, I mean, it's... Uh, oh, and a lot of these guests, it's, it's like we can't go, hey, we got this free, you know, we've got to fit these guys in whenever they're available. That's so, right. You know, often we do have to pre-record. And we work around their schedule. But uh, yep. the, the Rio Olympics were just beginning. Yes. And we spent the first part of this interview actually talking about some of the athletes that he was prepping yeah. for the games in Rio and now retrospectively we can look back and actually give you some of the results so yep. a couple of the athletes that he was talking about and you'll hear him reference their training and, yeah. and what kind of Bit stuff of he, was, he was doing with these with these athletes which uh, is fascinating I, yeah, in its I found, own right I found that fascinating yeah. um, Helen Maroulis won a gold medal in wow. the women's 53 kilo wrestling she's from the United States another United States athlete that he'll reference is Will Clay and yep. he got a silver medal in the men's triple jump. Oh, wow. And Charles did make the point that particularly with these wrestlers, he's never trained any wrestlers before. Yeah. And it was a bit of a leap of faith. He did it all for free. Yeah. And got some quality results there. But it was interesting. Uh, you assume that he has a, a deep-rooted passion for strength and conditioning. And, um, you know, anyone that's uh, sort of, uh, you know, been to some of his courses, you might, you, you know, is this guy still got the skill set with the... Do you still love the, 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 the training, the programming, or yeah. is he just sort of rattling off the, the, the how-to and, um, you know, he's just going through the motions? And it was really, for me anyway, because um, he's, both of us, I suppose, have been a great mentor to some degree, influenced heavily what, what you and I do yeah. uh, to some capacity. But it was really exciting for me to hear him, uh, how passionate he was about getting these athletes and actually the challenge of improving their performance and essentially why... You know, SNC coaches. I mean, that that that's their thing. That's their passion is yes. to, to get these athletes and, and make them better. You know, so it was quite uh, refreshing to hear that he still has that. You know, at the age of what is he forty now? You know, <laughs> at the age of, in his forties, he's uh, yeah. is still extremely passionate about uh, uh, training the the specific athlete and improving performance. You know, which is yes. You know, uh, and with my my demographic, it's a. Uh, uh, different but same you know it, uh, I get them and uh, you know the thrill for me is uh, is seeing the, the what the finished product you know what, absolutely what, 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 yeah. the physique we can actually present on stage is it is it good enough to win we'll know you know if genetically the, the bone structure and uh, clavicle lengths and uh, you know small waist and uh you know, stage presence is better than on someone else, and so be it. But uh, it's the best their physique's ever looked, you yeah. know, and um, I love that challenge. You know, it's funny with Charles because over his extensive career and being the kind of alpha person that he is, he's yeah. accumulated his fair share of detractors over the years yeah. for a range of different things, and that's totally fine. But yep. one thing that never really comes into question is his uh, ability to 
prepare athletes yeah. and program for strength and hypertrophy yeah. and athletic performance, which is fantastic. And if you mentioned the mentorship over the years, I, mm. I would say probably the biggest thing that I have taken away from my time with Charles, there's many things, but a specific is that little bit of magic that he uses with his programming and his ability to manipulate the nervous system. You know, oh, yeah. he, he always has these, he works with tried and tested systems, but the, these rep schemes that facilitate greater yep. performance, yep. particularly in those functional hypertrophy rep ranges and relative strength yep. a- and when i do use an adaptation of one of his training systems yeah. clientele always really enjoy the process it's quite a, a st- mentally stimulating program and yeah. like one that i have been using recently with clients is it's an old hungarian method but he does write about it is the one six principle yeah it's like a one six wave load and you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you're using that post titanic facilitation to yeah. get a, a heavier six off the back of a single yep. and those kinds of rep schemes and the way he writes about them and explains the process behind it yeah. I think is not only does it work practically well but it's mentally engaging you know yeah, and, and yeah, that's yeah. sure fascinating I guess um, if, if you were to put me on the spot and um, I'll just get my notes here. oh no I don't use notes uh, <laughs> basically uh, the funny thing is you know like he does come across as uh, you know having this air of arrogance and uh, you know but if you actually catch him you know outside of the course and you and you pick his brain like you know he lights up and we'll talk about you know different hypertrophy methods or, or supplementation protocols or or sleep and and uh or, or gut function and you know our conversations often revolve around uh you know athletic performance and um and everything in between you know from uh you know supplements nutrition to training so but i would say that it, you know uh he, he's heavily influenced what i do today with my clientele and you know if you were to break down uh, my plans and, and programming there'd be elements of of what charles uh what i learned from charles uh you know littered little yeah. way through it you yeah. know so um one of the many influences uh you know that's got me where i am today so uh, you can go to underthebarpodcast.com yep and we have a, a series of blog posts and there's uh, it's really taken shape that, taking that, shape. that website you uh, can uh, sign up for content upgrades where you can yeah. actually get a PDF breakdown of it, all the key points of each actually, episode it's um, actually to be honest Tom it's actually surprisingly uh, professional uh, compared to what the actual program is well it's because we have nothing to do with it yeah uh, that side of things is, is very slick yeah very slick so <laughs> you know, don't into- be fooled you know <laughs> don't, don't think that we're a, a slick uh, well run organised podcast you know, once we're in studio, it's very sloppy. Yeah. Uh, you know, not much content. Uh, you know, we'll polywaffle our way through things, and um, you really won't learn much. No, but not the from but us, the but website, the, guest, the however, website, and the guests are fantastic. Guests are fantastic. To get in contact with us here yes. at Under the Bar, you can send use your proboscis. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send an email through to yes. info at underthebarpodcast.com. But I don't know about you, mate. I mean, look, that's I'm, old school, bro. Yeah, I think with your fat fingers, yeah. typing's dun, dun. very Especially inefficient. Especially on the iPhone. I've got it on the small setting. Uh, right. I need it bigger because yeah. the eyes are starting to go. But I always make errors. Yeah. I'm good at typing things like uh, supine bench press mid-grip. Yes. That's really fast. Mm. And uh, mm. Anything know. out of the ordinary, hard. But, yes. Takes time. Once I get out of my comfort zone, mm. I can't type. So, mm. you know, if you don't want to send an email... There's another way. There is another way. Mm. Go to the website. There's also on the right-hand side of the website, mm. there's a little thing you can click on to send a voice message. 
Uh, speak pipe? Speak pipe. Okay. Speak pipe. So you get on there, <laughs> <laughs> you click the thing, yeah. up will come a little uh, record button, yes. and you press record, yep. and you lay your pipe, mm. and then mm. Um, mm. you can... Lay down some cable, yeah. get it done. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> Listen back to it, and yeah. you know if you're happy with that. You've got 90 seconds to leave yep. your message, okay. and then that will just automatically be sent through to us, yep. and then we can actually play your message on, uh, on the podcast. Yeah, very yeah. good. Very exciting. And it will, uh, should provide a little bit of entertainment. Yeah. Uh, that segment but that's what's coming up on the program we'll go to Charles Poliquin part one right now to find out more about you Rawdon Dubois they can yep. go to The Dubois Method uh-huh. at uh, Facebook and Instagram yep. there is or, a website or, under construction or, or coming to a cafe near you if you yes. want to grab a selfie you know, let me know yeah. uh, I'll put you on the, the list <laughs> it's very uh, very you know, it's very popular, Tom. Absolutely. Yeah. And to learn more about me, Tom Hewitt, go to tomhewitt.com.au. You can sign up for my newsletter and various yep. bits and pieces. Blah, 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 the blah, blah. Kitchen blah. sink. Uh, righto, Charles Pollock coming up. Under the Bar podcast with Rawdon and Tom. Uh, Rawdon, very exciting. Our next guest doesn't really need a, an intro. No. Uh, those who are regular listeners of the program are well aware of Charles Poliquin. He yep. uh, came on on episode number two, and uh, behind the scenes, he's actually done quite a lot for the show in terms of connecting us with other big wigs in the industry yeah. to, to help produce the content that yeah. you know we and all of our listeners really enjoy and learn yeah. from. So um, yeah, it's like basically, oh, can we get so and so on? And it's like, yeah, I'll give Charles, uh, send him an email, and yeah. uh, he makes it happen. So really grateful for that. But he thought we've got him back. We've we've uh, managed to snare him for another uh, hour or so. So we'll get as much, bring as much content out of him we as can. we possibly can. Absolutely. So uh, we thank him for his contribution to the program and uh, welcome him back to the podcast. G'day, Charles. Hey guys, how are you doing? Very good. Very well. Now, first of all, mate, we've got the Rio Olympics on the TV in the uh, in the cafe right now. Mm. Have you got a few athletes competing? Yes, I've got two girls in wrestling. Helen Maroulis, who has not lost a single fight in the last 15 months. Yeah. Uh, USA Today put on the top five Americans to win a gold. Uh, and then Yelena Petroskova, who was born in Siberia, got her American citizenship, now wrestles for the U.S. And... Um, She's won a lot of World Cups, Baku Cup, all that stuff. Uh, tournaments in Cuba. She beat the world champion uh, this last year. So she's also favored uh, to win a medal. But again, you know, there's always the intangibles. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, they're, they're good bets if you're going to be in Vegas. And the third <laughs> athlete is Will Clay, who uh, should win in a triple jump. So, wow. you know, I, I still like to keep my finger in the pie. Because as a strength coach, you know, I'm always looking for new challenges. So I never coach anybody in triple jump. I never coach anybody in wrestling. Mm, yeah. So, you know, I like to, uh, and actually those are volunteer jobs for me. I'm not getting paid, but, you know, I like to piss That's off right. haters by having success. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a couple of wrestlers and a triple jumper. Sometimes we get, uh, because we all we do is lift weights, we sort mm-hmm. of, look at athletes as if they should be the way they should lift weights but essentially they're athletes before they come to the gym so yeah. out of the, uh, compared to a wrestler and a triple jumper from your perspective how could you have the most influence over in terms of their performance with what you can do with them in the gym well you know for example Ellen Maroulis when she came to see me she had torn her ankle and uh, she had gained considerable body fat and could not do one chin up so she, her average was zero in a chin up. Wow. 
And then I said to her, well, you've got to change a few things. So I used my metabolic analytics system for fat loss, you know, got her legs lean for the first time. And uh, by September, so I started with her in January, by September, she could do chins with uh, 27 kilos uh, for a double. And then she won the world championships very easily. I mean, if you go on YouTube and watch her gold medal fight, you know, she's basically being the crap of the Russian. And then continue uh, training her for Rio. And last week, before she left, she did doubles with 30 kilos. Uh, okay. You know, I only get to train these girls really six to eight weeks a year. So that's pretty good progress. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, strength is important, but, you know, the ability to wrestle is important. But what she has told me and what her competitors have related to her is that, you know, she grabs their neck and snaps it, you know, that she'll put them in a wheelchair. So the the uh, the Russian girl told her, like, Man, I don't know what you've been doing. And then she had a girl from Latvia who was her arch enemy. And the Latvian girl came here to train and they had like a practice and suddenly the rush the Latvian girl was injured and wouldn't wrestle her anymore. You know? <laughs> usually that's because they impact their confidence so much that yeah. the athlete will fake an injury. Um, when I was in Cuba last year with Yelena, this German girl who was world champion was like quite cocky. And Yelena just moved up the weight class. So usually when you move up a weight class, it's really hard to get used to the timing of the new weight class. Yeah. And um, within a few minutes, she tied up the German girl like a pretzel. Like she just crushed it, right? And the German guys don't know that it could speak German. And one guy was saying, shit, we even buttered her arms so that, you know, Yelena can get a grip because Yelena is known now to have, you know, the death Kung Fu grip from the Shaolin Temple. So they told the German girl, like, don't let her, you know, put you into a hole. Because yeah. Yelena's got a really different wrestling style when she grabs you you know it's like a vice grip and then the, the, it's like uh, I remember Hoist Gracie telling me I put my hands on you it's like a devil putting my hands on you you're done <laughs> so you know she has that kung fu grip that would be fierce and oddly enough on Facebook when I announced I was going to train the wrestlers that all these haters saying you don't know shit about wrestling blah 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 yeah and what are you going to do, give them bicep curls? And then I got a good video on YouTube of her winning the, the Olympic trials. And she basically holds with her bicep this girl's hamstring. And mm -hmm. anybody that knows anything about biomechanics is that your hamstring and glutes together should outpower her bicep. Well, not in this case, because this girl can't do shit and she, you know, she pinned her just with a simple uh, one-arm elbow lock on the hamstrings so i love to see haters having to eat their words you know and i, I actually posted like i thought bicep curls didn't really matter right? <laughs> tell me but charles with with uh with her was grip something that she developed uh under your guidance or was she already kung fu like and you made it better or was no i made it way better because what happened is that see the thing that i do with every sport and i admit it i said i don't know shit about wrestling so I went to see them wrestle, and I said, you know what, your grip is shit. 
So let's work on that. So I developed all these techniques with them. One thing that they told me is they made more progress their first eight weeks with me than eight years with the Olympic strength coach, which is like pretty sad. And um, they were both here last week before they went to Rio. And they were telling me that the girls who acted as their training partners were like, shit, what's your secret, you know? But they wouldn't tell them that they train with me. They were like, oh, we just, uh, you know, change their training style because they want to keep that as uh, uncutie as possible. But, and, and the one thing that was funny is I had th- three girls training at my house and they were all training differently. And one day they had a kind of a conniption, like, why are we training differently? We're all wrestlers. Yeah. And I said, well, one of you is like a Russian bear. The other one is like a mangoose on PCP. And then you got this kangaroo ninja over here. I said, you all have different qualities, you know, yeah. and therefore I must train you differently. And it, it's kind of funny because one is a really high dopamine, the other one is a really high acetylcholine. And Yelena has no dominance, you know, she's, she's like the most even earth type of that group. And once they realized that, they would, the, it was not favoritism, it was like invalidation training, we were quite happy with it. But the thing that's interesting to see is that. I took them to Cuba and they each won the gold medal in their respective weight classes. The interesting thing was, even though they had won the gold medal, within two minutes of winning the gold, each one of them came after their gold medal fight to sit with me to ask me what they needed to work on and what was next in their program. In other words, they didn't celebrate their victories much. They would come and sit beside me and say, Okay, what did you see, coach? And I said, you know what? Your lower back really sucks. You need to work on your lower back. And you, your grip sucks. And you, you need to have more slow strength. You're actually too explosive. And then we changed like that. But, you know, that's why I love to train with that. And I don't charge them because, you know, this thing that was interesting with them is that they live at the Olympic Center. And I live 50 kilometers from the Olympic Center. But these girls, sometimes didn't have a car, but they would take an Uber to my house and an Uber back, which means that these girls would end up paying $65 in cab fare to train with me. T- tell me, Charles, is, is that uh, where the, the gym I've seen at your place downstairs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty uh, crazy setup. There's pretty much uh, one of everything down there. It's uh, very, very well equipped. And I think you are, have even upgraded it since I saw it as well. I've upgraded twice since you've seen it. Actually, Prime just gave me a bunch of new equipment, and Andre Lee made me new benches, and Watson replaced my dumbbells completely. You know, so and then uh, Eleko just gave me a bunch of new sets. Um, how much is the how much is the membership there, Charles? Uh, for any <laughs> listeners that want to grab a membership to the uh, yeah. in Colorado, well, it's a by invitation only. Actually, yeah. Joe Polish. Who's the probably one of the best marketers in the world? Trained in my house, and he did a video on it. And uh, I was surprised the amount of likes, but people were like, "Shit, is that your own gym?" Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. I yeah. mean, it's, it's crazy. It's probably the best gym per square centimeter in the world if you look at the equipment. But but the only trouble was Charles that because uh, it was Denver, the Mile High City, I couldn't actually breathe. So I think yeah. I did uh, a couple of reps of a bicep curl because there's 10 billion bicep machines. And uh, and I was gassed. I just couldn't move. And and the millions of stairs at your place almost killed me. But but yeah, an awesome experience. I was going to say before we move on from this and get into um, 
basically a little bit more of your other uh, world and uh, strengths in say. Um, yeah. Did you uh, Braverman fire types with these girls and uh, yes. identify yes. the personality types? Exactly. That's what I do with every athlete, you know. And then based on that, I I work out how I'm going to train them, their sets, their reps. When I back off, and you know. The thing is, they're going to the Olympics, and of course, there's a lot of stress to that. But they would come. So the last six workouts before we went to the games, they did it in my house, and you know, that's when experience comes in. And and you can't teach experience. The only way you have experience is by making bad decisions. Yeah. And good judgments comes from experience, but experience comes from bad judgment. So I just made sure that when they left, they like they had the highest self confidence. But yeah. the girls were like, man, we just had wrestling practice this morning and made all those girls our bitches. You know, yeah. We were so happy because, and uh, actually, Yelena and Helen only train with men wow. uh, before the games because they want somebody with a higher speed, higher strength. They made those men bitches. So the, <laughs> the point, you know, I mean, that's what the, the stuff I like to hear because they, when the men tell them, hey, there's. Uh, something wrong with this, you know. Um, yeah. It's a good sign. Confidence, Charles. Obviously, the training them is one thing, but you mentioned the uh, metabolic analytics, and yeah. uh, and that's on your new website. There's a little tab there for the yeah. metabolic analytics, and there's obviously the the dojo of strength membership yep. part. So there's more things you're working on behind the scenes. Too much, mate. You've given too much away. We wanted to sort of touch on this because you've moved your direction somewhat. Yeah. Obviously, there was uh, a period of time when you broke away from an organization that you <laughs> essentially started and you've had, yeah. to, had to come out and rebuild your own brand and, yep. and take Strength Sensei from just a one-man show into something that's very big now. And you yeah. now you sort of moved into the personal development and success field as well, which I, yeah. I think is really interesting. So what, what's sort of uh, in the future of the Strength Sensei site and, and where are you taking things? Well, right now, I just hired the best um, photographer in the world for physique who's Sarah Urbanic, you know, used to be uh, very well known as a model, and now she's a photographer and videographer. And I'm just finishing uh, a series of videos on how to write programs, because there's such a demand for it. And, uh, you know, what's happening in the world now is you have the Brexit, and you've got all these conditions. So what happens is that if you're from Slovenia, you can't come and listen to me in the UK because you don't have a work visa. So okay. there's a lot of demand for basic information. And, you know, I can't be everywhere every weekend. I mean, it doesn't matter where I post and I say, I will only be in Prague, Amsterdam, and Toronto. But some dickhead will ask, well, when are you coming to London? I just told you I'm not going there. You know? <laughs> now I just said, okay, you know, the world is full of uh, twat waffles. When are you coming to Wagga Wagga? <laughs> so Wagga Wagga what I decided tour. is like, yeah, when are you coming to Wagga Wagga? Uh, <laughs> Twat waffles. That's got to be word of the day. Of the we, day. we might uh, make a note there, Tom. Yeah. Twat waffles. Twat waffle. Good. Yeah, I mean, I made a post about twat waffles last week, and they were shared like four, over 400 times, and that was just my personal page. <laughs> but the thing is, is that there's a lot of demand for basic information, yeah. and you know, most people are delusional about their abilities. I mean, one thing I learned when I was teaching with, with uh, Dimitri Korkov is that you would have these trainers that came in who, who thought they were black belts in training, and they realized that 
they couldn't even get a yellow belt in training if they pissed on a white belt. So, yeah. you know, uh, the point is, is that there's a huge demand and IDEA, which is the largest certification program in the world, asked me to do their online strength platform. Okay. So, it, you know, they've been bugging me and in a good way for the last year and a half. And I said, listen, when it, August comes around and everybody's at the Olympics, I, I will finally have some time to do those videos. And then, you know, Sarah could make Oprah look like Beyonce. So she, she does a great job with lighting and everything else. And she, she, because she's photographed so many world-class physiques and models, she has a very good eye about choosing the right lighting. And um, today I did a, a segment on set. And I would say it's probably one of the best things I've done ever in my life. Because what I did is I explained all the physiology between how you select sets. But what I've got as an advantage over any of my competitors is the number of Olympic medalists I've produced, but also the quest that I've been through to understand what was best. I mean, a lot of people copy my stuff and teach it, but it's it's, it's like a virgin sex therapist, you know. I mean, you need, you need to be, I've been in the trenches. And the things that I do, I did today in the sets uh, video, is I gave examples that no one could ever give because they don't have my track record and my experience. You know, I, I, I have put in a lot of effort and I've made a lot of errors. But one thing that I've done and I'm very grateful for is that I, I sought out the best mentors in the world. They taught me a lot of things. And one thing everybody who has taken classes with me knows is that I always acknowledge you taught me something, right? Yeah. Mm. And, so those videos will go, actually go in detail. Just the section on sets is an hour and 20 minutes, you know? But it's so information packed that uh, the average person will probably need to watch the video five or six times. And then we're coming out, you know, uh, so I have people reviewing it, but we will also do frequently asked questions so that people can actually send online a question and I'll add them up to those videos. Ever developing projects, so that's one thing. The second thing I've been working on is that a lot of my clients who are high level executives want me to teach them how do I optimize brain function, how do I optimize... Mm. So for example, Tim Larkin, who is the specialist in what we call counter violence, he's the guy that teaches probably the best systems so I don't like the word self-defense because self-defense is wimpy. If you get attacked, you should fucking destroy the guy. <laughs> so Tim has developed counter-violent systems. So for his example, or his philosophy of getting out of the fight is you break the guy's clavicle. It's not exactly a wrist lock. So he's got this technique down path on how to break a clavicle. So his system of quote-unquote self-defense is extremely violent. And he was writing a book, so he called me because he wanted a quote for his book. And we got talking, and he says, you know what, there's a lot of guys like me, that is Tim speaking, that want your information and are ready to pay a prime dollar. So what I've decided now is that I'm going to teach high-powered executives how to basically orient themselves. They'll end up paying maybe 10 times with a personal trainer pays for my classes right now, but there's a point now in my life where I'm saying, well, maybe I should just cater to those guys who, who actually appreciate the information 
right? And it won't copy it. If the guy's making $350 million a year repainting every stadium in Australia, does he give a shit about plagiarizing my stuff? No, he just wants the information and get out. The advantage with Tim, he's got a high worth network of clients that he's going to pass on to me. And then uh, Joe Polish has the same type of, type of network. So uh, I'm going to uh, defer the strength training to some of my best assistants. And of course, I have a, I have a lot of uh, videos. And I've created the Strength Dojo, which is going to be my membership site. So there, there's people out there that are willing to pay for the information. I mean, one of the problems on the internet is that it has devalued quality information. And uh, there's a lot of scams out there. I mean, the, the last week I was deluded uh, with uh, emails and screenshots of people people pissing in the morning. Oh, they got frauded by this Austrian guy that lives in Indonesia who told people, here for 5000 I'll show you how I bar make $2 million a year uh, selling uh, weight training programs online, which is complete bullshit. Because if you look at the guy's internet ranking, it doesn't even exist. So, you know, there's a basic rule that I'd like to share with your listeners is what I call the 125 rule, which means that when you invest in a class, at best, the return on your investment will be 25 times what you paid for the class. So this fraudster promised for $5,000 to make you $2 million a year and have this lavish lifestyle because you're making so much mailbox money, which is bullshit because you look at anybody that produces results, <laughs> you need to invest 70 hours a week minimum in what you do. So for $5,000, if you multiply by 25, the most he could promise $125,000 years, which in this case is even more bullshit. So 25 is like you're getting a really good teacher. So let's say if you take a class on powerlifting with Ed Cohn, who's been multiple time world champion, and you spend three grand, I can certify and, and vouch for the fact that you as a personal trainer will make at least 75 grand a year from what you've learned from Ed, right? But, you know, the, the thing is now you have so many bullshit artists, one of them was saying, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to certify you how to be a physique coach. Well, the best he's ever done is coach two girls who went to a bikini contest in Dallas. I mean, that's not Miss Olympia, right? I think, so uh, yeah? Go ahead. I, I was going to say that it's, a, it's quite a, an interesting point. Like, I, I really don't think there's an easy way and a quick fix way to, to make or be successful in the industry. And, um, uh, certainly to get where I and Tom and I are today we've worked pretty hard diligently but uh, doing what we do and and um, a good example of that uh, I think to use yourself Charles is you know at the age of uh, you know you're in your 40s now and uh, but at, 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 yeah 50, 50 odd you know at your age you know you, you broke free from uh, the company that you were head of and then pretty much you got your passport sorted and you had to go onto the road Heaps of uh, bioprint seminars, heaps of uh, hypertrophy seminars, heaps of advanced programming seminars all over the world. And, you know, I would often try and get you on the podcast and it's like, I, I can't, I'm traveling. I'm going to be back in Denver for a short period. We can talk then. But you had to, you know, dig deep and actually r really go above and beyond what you've done probably for a little while. And, um, and it was just now i think we spoke before we went to where i think your following now on social media is actually bigger than the the company you're with uh, previously 
but you had to really sort of work hard for it. There was a lot of touring and a lot of um, getting around and, and, and getting the, the, the message, strength sensei message out there. You know, and yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone that thinks there's a quick fix and a, you know, uh, sign up with me for how much money and I'll make you however much in a year, I, I just mm. think they're deluded. And well, that's exactly right. One of the things that I'd learned from Charles early on was to read a book called The Passion Test, where essentially what you're doing, Rawdon, is integrating your life and your profession into something that you're passionate about because yeah. it is impossible to do something great without hard work. Yeah. I, I guess that's part of your philosophy, Charles. Actually, the author of the passion test, Janet and, and I became friends, but I told her that after I read her book in 2006, I didn't really work a single day after that. The reason why I say that is that everybody should have about four to six passions. And what I do in a day is work on those four to six passions. I have a special agenda I made for myself and I list all my passions and I try to do one item per passion per day. And some of the passions, I may do three to five items, and some I do zero because, you know, it is impossible that week. But for example, I like preservation of uh, big felines, right? Yeah. So I, now I'm, I've adopted so far 21 large cats. And three weeks ago, I adopted two female cougars that were three weeks old. And, you know, and where does the money come from? It actually comes from the money I raise during seminars. So every time somebody takes a seminar with me or buys an online program or will buy my membership site, 10% of that goes towards charities. And one of them being uh, Serenity Springs, which is a big cat refuge that's about 50 kilometers from my house. And, you know, I think that, you know, a few years ago I was going through a tough time. And I called a guy who was around big cats, and I donated to him a bunch of computer, computers and uh, electronic equipment because some freak vegan went to his place and shot one of his lions, right? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I said, so said, we need an electronic uh, camera system. And I said, well, I'll fund that. You know, and then he ended up a few years later shooting somebody who was on his property, trying to get all the big cats out of the cages. You know, wow. which would have created you know a disaster because you you let loose you know 170 tigers and pumas and, and <laughs> lions in the countryside of Colorado. You you know, so you know the thing is is that most people in French we have a word called vivoté, which means like living life at basically 10% which you should be. But when you're passionate about something, then you don't, you don't really work. Today I did this, like I said, that video on sets, but I was on fire because I'm living a legacy, you know? And, and I think I really believe in is that you should always leave the world in a better place. And if you don't do that, your life is worthless. And most people go through life when they die, no one ever remembers that, you know. And uh, and I look, for example, I'm at. The, I was watching results on the Olympics. So Canada, at volleyball, just beat uh, two days ago, uh, U.S. And it was a big upset. The American. It would be like uh, uh, Sri Lanka winning the World Rugby. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> 
the thing that was interesting is the guy who was the head coach was my second athlete I've ever coached in my life. But the guy who was a strength coach for that volleyball team is one of my students. So it, it, it really makes me happy when I see my athletes mm. do well. And the third athlete that I ever coached, his son just won today against the Brazilians in beach volleyball. It's nice to see like your, you know, a few generations after because it's almost not going to be two generations since I've. It's actually, you know, very close to that. I've been doing this 38 years mm -hmm. to see my athletes' sons, you know, achieve mm -hmm. Olympic glory, and to see my students start to train those kids. Charles, I was going to say, um, you mentioned the the Strength Dojo, the the paid uh, website. So that's about to be launched. Is that live now, or is it about to go? No. About to it's go live? actually we we did all the content. It was done by March. Yeah, and, and I've had people look at it, and the biggest complaint they had, and these are experts on membership site, they said that I had too much material, <laughs> which I thought was a big surprise because I thought, and they said no, you're going to overwhelm people. So. One of the things we had, for example, is that we had an exercise data bank. Just in squats that we filmed, we had 188 different types of squats. And they said, well, that's way too much. So what we're going to do is that we're going to release five types of squats per month, you know, mm -hmm. and then they'll be archived because there's just too much. This weekend, we're shooting um, the top 10 for every body part. Once the, the the site is released, we're only going to show a few a month. Uh, but we're also going to use that data bank to illustrate uh, training programs. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and we're working on a software that will simplify people's life, so they'll be able to to send uh, programs to their clients. And if a client forgets how to do the exercise, because it'll be an app, they'll be able to hit the button which will take you to the website and you'll see the exercise done in perfect technique. Perfect so, technique by Juan Carlos. How many squats has he done? He's done thousands of uh, hours of squats for 188 you. variations. <laughs> yeah, and a set of three for yeah. each. And it's shot at two different angles, right? Nice. So uh, it's shot from the front, shot from the back. So it, it, it's quite a bit of, of material. Tell, tell me, Charles, when's, uh, for our listeners, uh, obviously... Like you said, it sounds like, uh, and, and we've spoken personally, that, that you want to step back a little from the, the hypertrophy, uh, you know, the advanced programming, that type of stuff, and you, you want to invest uh, in this uh, paid website. When's that going to be up and running? And were there wishes? It should be out uh, December 1st. Excellent, December 1st for our listeners. And we also discussed uh, whispers of a, of a uh, by application, sort of exclusive. Uh, paid membership sites on top of the the general Strength Dojo paid website is that still on the cards for our uh, for some of our yes. listeners that really want so, the that will probably be about three months later and so, what's that one you know, the, the basic program will be about roughly $20 a month yeah. and there will be a $200 a month uh, membership subscription and that would be more for people who value education obviously but want to get uh, a winning edge. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I only teach in private internships. Yeah. Uh, for the reason that you know a lot of people are not worthy of the information, and uh, you know, or sometimes they bastardize it, or they simply plagiarize it and take <laughs> it for themselves. So with that 
exclusive top level platinum type of membership mm. it will be reserved for the people who obviously value uh, information but because it's all going to be watermarked and copyrighted then people will be able to plagiarize it yeah. Uh, yeah. like they've done in the past and um, the interesting thing is that but you know it took me 38 years to become an overnight success yeah. so you know it's uh, like it, it it's uh, it's the results of putting a lot of passion into it yeah. but you know it's nice to see and then it allows me to do things like coach Olympians for free and then mm -hmm. people are like why do you still want to coach and the reason why I still want to coach I mean it's I think that's why I've been put on this earth is to make people better than what they used to be I, I always take on new sports because I like to piss off the haters because I could show you that <laughs> I can apply that information to whatever I want you know well, that sounds yeah. that sounds really exciting mate so hopefully by the end of this year paid a uh, base uh, about 20 bucks a month and then uh, a few months after that this uh, platinum elite Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. that you really uh, yeah. and, and limited numbers for that platinum one uh, Charles no but the price will limit you know it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course yeah, yeah of course it will take care of itself I mean yeah uh, but it, it's one of these things where you don't want to pay that's okay you know it's like you get what you want you get what you value in life but I was talking to Ben Pekulski and, and I showed him what I was going to teach. He's like, holy shit. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people that would pay the extra uh, 180 bucks more a month to get that type of information. Sure. You know, what happens is that I was talking to Sol Orwell who has examined.com and yeah, yeah, yep. we're discussing what's the percentage of conversion. He goes, you should get only 1%. I said, allow me to disagree because I've always had 4%. And he was like, Really? But I said the difference between me and other websites is that I'm far more international than everybody else in the industry. So what happens is the reason why I get such a high conversion is that my website is read in every country except North Korea. You know, so what happens is that let's say the top Bulgarian strength coach has been to my seminars. And why has he been to my seminars? Because he wants to be the best guy in Bulgaria. I mean, last month I went on holidays in Montenegro. Most people wouldn't be able to put Montenegro on the map. But what amazed me, it didn't matter where I went, whether it was at the beach, or I went to have a ribeye, or I went to the gym. I would expect people to recognize me in the gym, but not at the beach or mm. just in the cafe, you know, sipping on the coffee. Mm. But I was like, so people from Montenegro would ask for pictures and be like, Man, Montenegro, of all places in the world, that's, that's the last place I would think I would be recognized. But even a few years back, I was in Kozice, which is in Slovakia, right beside the uh, Ukrainian border. And I was just having lunch in a restaurant, and this woman came in and asked me what my name was, and I told her, and she was, wow, I'm a big fan of you, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Christ, this is Kozice. And then the thing that is very really interesting is that I get more recognized overseas than than in the U.S. I mean, yeah. I could go everywhere I want in the U.S. and nobody would recognize me. Maybe in the gym, not at the movies, yeah. but in Australia. I mean, and one person out of 50 in Melbourne goes to my website every day. I couldn't understand. I, I walked from my hotel to uh, Doherty's gym, which was a 20-minute walk, 
and I was stopped four times for a picture on the way to the gym. And I was like, why am I so popular here? So I went on Google Analytics and I realized that Melbourne was my most popular city in the world. I mean, so Perth is the second one. And, and actually there's more people from Perth that go to my website than people in Sweden. And Sweden was, was one of my top countries in the world. So same population. Right? Yeah. That's fascinating. And for our listeners, um, you know, the the hotel that you were staying at uh, being 20 minutes away was actually only across the road from uh, Doherty's. It's just the pace you walk. If anyone's seen the pace that you walk, Charles, uh, (laughs) slow and steady. So you got to work. You're keeping cortisol low. Yeah, Yeah. and you you don't want to work the cardio. You're supposed to walk 125 meters. (laughs) Awesome. So, Charles, before we. Poliquin part one on yep. Under the Bar podcast. He'll be back again next week for part two. It's fascinating the way he does look at his athletes, Rod, and you know, really break down where they're strong and where they're weak and yeah. what, they, what they need for their sport yep. and come up with his little uh, magic programming methods to uh, uh, to produce the results. Yeah, and like I said, uh, extremely passionate about that uh, training athletes. It's uh, you know, almost like he's gone full circle. He was passionate to begin with, or, or that was his bread and butter made yes. his name for himself got into the, obviously the Pollocan group and, and, and established the empire uh, and then you now he's, he's gravitating back towards uh, the athletic uh, demographic and, and really sinking his teeth into that yeah. I think it really excites him and he made the point that he, you know he's trying to give back yeah uh, and uh, I guess that's in line with his philosophy these days and what he's doing yeah. with his membership website and where he's moving the, into the, the dojo and coaching uh, executives and branching out into new areas. So, uh, well, that uh, that website that uh, that he's uh, about to uh, launch sounds like it's uh, it's going to have everything on there. Yeah. Too too much content. He's yeah. to whittle yeah. it down a little bit. So um, that's quite exciting too. Exciting stuff. Okay, so we'll have him back for part two next week. Yep, that has and that's a good one. That's uh, he goes into I think his favorite strength system. Uh, yes, we're going to uh, hit him up three or four of his go-to functional hypertrophy training excellent. systems. He'll, he'll take us through. So to the test of time, what, yeah. what do you like? So that'd yep. be really cool. Looking forward to that. So uh, we'll have Charles back next week. Uh, go to the Under the Bar Podcast.com to yep. uh, get our uh, blog posts and yep. sign up for the content upgrades. Uh, me, TomHewitt.com.au. You. Yep. Uh, the Dubois Method, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>